Spark your entrepreneurial pursuits with our guests' best-kept secrets for growing their business and healthcare practices. Get the how-tos that host How Out PR uses to win record sales for business owners and managers. This is BusinessWorks. Welcome to BusinessWorks. This is Hal Alpiar, your host, and we say good morning, good afternoon, good evening, wherever you are and whenever you're listening, because the nature of this broadcast um, is best titled, this particular broadcast is best titled The Politics of Business and the Business of Politics. But because of that, please know that the opinions offered uh, are those of your host. That's me, Hal Alpiar, and do not necessarily respect the views, uh, uh, re- represent the views of this radio and podcast station management or staff. Well, that said, um, I'm going to make a little statement here to start out that this is a show for business owners and managers and professional practice people. You are in business, or you own or run one, or a professional practice. You have elected officials out there whose decision-making directly affects your life and what you do for a living. Here are some ideas um, about business and healthcare practice development that you may want to take some notes on and then share with those elected officials who are in your area. So get a pen and pencil out. Don't be putting the stuff in a keyboard. It's not, it doesn't work. You know, if you write it down, you can easily uh, erase, cross out, deal with circle, asterisk, do all those things to it. And, and I think what I'm going to do here is give you some food for thought for your business that comes from the political world and give you some food for thought for sharing with those who are in the political world about business because those two things are fully integrated, believe it or not, in more ways than you probably uh, tend to think about. So we're going to talk about that today. With, with all the news going on about the election coming up and all of that, um, I wanted to say that the, the, the headline for this is Dear Elected Representatives and dear business owners and managers, it is not all or nothing. Progress is measured in increments. Increments require step-at-a-time management. As a House or Senate representative, you are not making progress on the people's agenda because you're not serving the wants and needs of the people you were elected to represent. And even if you think you are, you're not because you're not genuinely working on behalf of those wants and needs. If you were, they would already have been satisfied. But it's not too late. And I would say this to business people, too. It's not too late for you if you uh, really absorb some of this direction we're talking about. Consider the following, dear elected representatives, studies of vote and non-vote actions and non-actions suggest to many voters that the odds are You are preoccupied with your own personal agenda, your own individual needs and desires, and that you are blocking progress with a make-believe, all-or-nothing attitude. Are you kidding yourself into thinking that delays and rejections of step-at-a-time changes will get you elected or re-elected? 
Are you pretending that every step toward progress requires you to necessarily avoid commitment to get started without unanimous finality? Are you rejecting the wisdom of the Bible and Einstein and Thoreau and other true geniuses who have reminded us that limited knowledge is all we ever have? I want to repeat that line. Limited knowledge is all we ever have. Are you relying on failed, long-ago, replaced 1970s management strategies founded on consensus-seeking, on safety in numbers, and holding out for something that everyone can at least agree with somewhat? That kind of posturing, after all, think about it in business as well as politics, offers protection of one's hindquarters and serves as a platform for rallying the support that you, as a politician or business owner, are likely convinced will get you re-elected or repositioned in a higher spot or a bigger, better business. But is this why you were elected? Is this why you started a business? Was it to build yourself into a position you think will best facilitate getting re-elected or building your business the way you want? Seriously? Let me say that word again. Seriously? The truth is that you are far more likely to be re-elected or successful with your business by throwing your wholehearted self into solving the problems. By supporting what the public wants, what your market wants, what your vendors want, what your customers want, what everyone wants, your employees, instead of devoting yourself to seeking the spotlight for representing the positions you think will be most likely to return you to your cushy, high-paying job. Take a page from a successful, from many successful entrepreneurs, actually, they are ever armed with a burning desire to make their ideas work. True entrepreneurs are not, as commonly and incorrectly believed, betting the farm. Real entrepreneurs take only reasonable risks. Let me try that one again. Real entrepreneurs take only reasonable risks. They are agents of change, not of hot-dogging heroics. Yet, time after time, most of those in your shoes, Mr. Politician or Ms. Politician, take only politically calculated risks. Politically calculated risk-taking in business and in politics accomplishes nothing. Nada. Zilch. Zippo. Zero. For heaven's sakes, make the most of what you have, not of what's not here. Stop being afraid to step up with just a piece of the puzzle. Instead of standing around and holding out, waiting for others to find the missing pieces, speak up with what you have, because only pieces can create the whole solution. And if everyone else with just one piece is holding back, guess what? The puzzle will never be solved. Repealing and replacing uh, uh, what exists 
is not an all-or-nothing challenge. Aren't there many steps involved? So isn't it a step-at-a-time process? Can't you begin by taking a step in the right direction and returning to make it better as another worthy step comes to the surface? That's called get started and pass something on that moves us forward instead of stubbornly trying to grab hold of a tree or a hand as you continue to sink in quicksand. Entrepreneurs don't succeed by bursting onto the scene and being suddenly thrust into shark tank spotlights. They do act quickly, but not recklessly, and they succeed by taking measured steps and building each on the one before it. They don't worry about what competing businesses are doing. They just keep moving forward step at a time. The flawed notion that progress happens in leaps and bounds is an organizational curse. Real progress starts and ends with teams committed to taking one step at a time together. Entrepreneurs don't hope or wish or analyze or try. Entrepreneurs act. Entrepreneurs act now, today, this very minute. Entrepreneurs get the job of taking a step forward done instead of just talking about it. Success is far more likely achieved with solid stairways than with shaky stockpiling of all the issues until unanimous agreement can be reached on every detail. Aha, uh-huh. that's how quicksand originates. Get started. You can make a difference piece at a time. A favorite pastor of mine recently noted, you cannot build a house in a hurricane. (laughs) Waiting for the perfect solution that everyone can agree to is allowing the storm to build and get worse. First aid ointment and a Band-Aid is a quick fix when a cut is bleeding, but they do usually work as a temporary solution. It's really okay to take on health care and the tax package and the tighter immigration rules with step-at-a-time quick fixes instead of standing around with their thumb you know where until a comprehensive overhaul of each item can be perfected, which may never happen. And then, by the way, where do your re-election prospects stand? Whether you are running a business or you are running a government. The price of freedom is eternal vigilance. Guess who said that? Thomas Jefferson. The price of freedom is eternal vigilance. If you have any questions or comments about this half of the show, and we're going to be back in a, in a minute, but if you do, feel free to send me a uh, a text message, I would be very happy to respond to you. You can send it to hal at businessworks, with an S on the end, all one word, businessworks.us, and just put 941 in the subject line. And if you do that, I will get back to you promptly. If you want to include a phone number, I'll be happy to call you. All right, so take care, and a time zone. (laughs) Take care, and I'll be back in a minute. 
Welcome back to BusinessWorks. This is Hal Alpiar, your host, and we're talking about entrepreneurship. We've been talking about government and entrepreneurship, since that seems to be on everyone's uh, current agenda. But I'm going to get a little more into the subject of entrepreneurship, because I think it, if you're listening to this, you probably are either an entrepreneur or you're entrepreneurially minded. Um, they're not the same thing. Very few people are pure entrepreneurs, and we'll explain that. But the point is that if you are in business, have a business, own a business, or a professional practice, or if you're a manager, uh, you understand a little bit about entrepreneurial thinking. And those of you who are true entrepreneurs, you're probably uh, out working in your garage right now, and whether it's the middle of the night or whenever, <laughs> you know, putting something together. So I would just start out by saying that entrepreneurs are alive and well, but they are fading in corporations. There used to be good many entrepreneurs in corporations. Many of today's more progressive corporate entities still house an exuberant universe of entrepreneurial movers and shakers, and I call them corporate entrepreneurs. But the numbers are fading. This is not a good signal to the business world because the giant companies that are hunkering down and cutting corners and holding desperately onto their belongings are the same ones that were thriving with these freewheeling innovators just, uh, in this case, months ago. But the coronavirus, as we all know, has thrown a wall up in between that progress and where things are. So it's as if these small business-minded agents of change have had their rugs pulled out from under them. Our federal government has seen fit to replace the entrepreneurial energy that they uh, were not able to harness by this coronavirus intrusion. And um, unfortunately, for, for those of us in business, it's been a difficult road. Surely the government people that we're talking about who run it now understand about entrepreneurial energy. And with uh, uh, promises to toe the line and tighten the belts, uh, along with that comes a lot of additional problems that we were not prepared for in running businesses. So the point is we've got to get you know, back up off of our butts and start making sense with the things that we do and to do them in ways that show that we've been out there asking questions, that we've been asking customers, we've been asking suppliers and vendors, we've been asking uh, landlords and uh, government agency people and and uh, uh, and, and even people in, in uh, community organizations how how do we toe the line? How do we manage to get things back on a, on the roll here? And uh, we could do nothing, you know. It's like one big ugly Harry Potter fantasy trip. Shareholders uh, have responded by retreating into that do nothing abyss abyss of status quo land. Uh, that's too bad. A lot of the nation's more spirited corporate enterprises have been reduced to rubble in the process, okay? Some are thriving, almost accidentally, but many are really struggling right now. And so the transition has served to move the center of the business world into cyberspace pursuits of high technology. Uh, that's proven to be one of the last remaining 
protective and nurturing bastions of corporate entrepreneurial fallout, but even that is not a safe zone anymore. Uh, Entrepreneurs and corporate entrepreneurs really need to join together and rise to the occasion of, of, of voting out (laughs) or not voting in, those who think that running a lemonade stand business means giving free lemonade to everyone who passes by, whether they want it or not, and then charging only those who are thirsty and rich enough to afford the unannounced markups up to $20 a cup. So that those revenues can pay the bills and keep the free faucet running. Well, then when the tank runs dry, give them more cash, make them raise their rates to pay it back. Well, what's next? The torch of innovative thinking and doing is getting passed back to its rightful owners, small business. A great deal needs yet to happen for small business owners, operators, and managers in order to ensure clear passage to economic resurgence. The burden of fighting and righting the ship rests squarely on the shoulders of government. We just talked about government the first half of the show, but only government has the wherewithal to clear the path and provide meaningful incentives to small business to create real jobs and attract innovative leadership to their ranks. Creating make-believe jobs? Uh, sorry, inside government or not, does it doesn't work. And with or for government contractors, it doesn't work. It has never been effective. These jobs are long-term drains on taxpayers and on business owners. They are neither real nor meaningful and simply cannot have positive influence on the economy. Entrepreneurial business leaders need to step up. Our existing government leadership needs to be free to move forward, not step down for others based on their ideology. We're, we're in this to make it work. We want our businesses to grow, and we want to be able to provide for our families and loved ones, and we want to be able to uh, keep the market stimulated and do the things that we um, have in our blood, in our systems, that we want to see things work. When we don't, we get ourselves into a, a terrible situation because the, uh, uh, creating fake jobs and all that sort of thing is just a long-term drain on taxpayers. The government does that regular, regularly. Um, not so much this year or in the last two or three years here uh, as in the past, and not so much as is promised for the future by those seeking those positions, if you follow what I mean. Entrepreneurial business leaders need to step up. Government leadership needs to continue to step up and to encourage small businesses. The first of these challenges is ready to happen. The second will never happen voluntarily without the support of the small businesses because politics runs thicker than blood. And to get caught up in politics it's almost like uh, stepping into, you know, glue or quicksand when you're trying to make things move quicker. Entrepreneurs and corporate entrepreneurs need to join together and rise to the occasion of 
voting in those who agree and think this way and voting out those who uh, think that running a lemonade stand means giving free lemonade to everyone, whether they want it or not, and then uh, only charging those who are thirsty and rich enough to afford the unannounced markups of $20 a cup. So those revenues can pay the bills and keep the free faucet running. When the tank runs dry, give them more cash. Make them raise their rates to pay it back. That mentality will not restore our economy. Competitive marketplaces will restore our economy. Competitive marketplaces. They turn on innovative entrepreneurial spirit, not handouts. Corporate entrepreneurs have the car keys. It's time to get behind the steering wheel. If you agree with that thinking or disagree, I would love to hear from you. You can send an email to me, hal at businessworks, with an S on the end, dot U-S. Put 941 in the subject line. I will know that it came from this show. It will get special quick attention, and I will be sure to get back to you promptly. If you would prefer to talk by phone, give me a phone number and a time zone that you're in, and I will... Let you know, if I don't call you right away, I'll send you back a note and tell you when's a good time and uh, or give you a couple of options. I am interested in communicating with you about the subject matter we've talked to here. If, you're, if your business um, uh, is, is paying too much attention to major corporate uh, life amid this pandemic, and, and looking for leaders, companies' treatment of employees, and helping those in need are the key focus areas. Let me try that again. So as this is a new survey. F- Americans are paying attention to major corporates amid pandemic, looking for leaders. Companies' treatment of employees and helping those in need are key focus areas. In a survey done by FTI Consulting, um, and I mentioned this briefly at one point in an earlier broadcast, the survey showed 83% of um, Americans are paying more attention than usual to leaders and CEOs stepping up to help those in need. 46% say they are paying much more attention to that than usual. 86% say they are paying more attention than usual to how companies care for their employees' safety and well-being. Do you get that? That is a pretty high number. 78% are paying more attention than usual to how companies are paying or retaining their employees. So... There's a lot more going on than we think, and there's a lot more people looking in our window and making judgments about the role of business in this society. And now is the time. It's opportunity time. Go for it. You've been listening to Business Works. Download your favorites and keep up with new episodes in the Hints and Oakley Podcast Center.